Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader, Manager, Coach. It's Rob Riles welcoming you. Now this week I've been influenced by two things. One of them is a quote which I've shared with some some people and another one is an article that's in a publication that I've only really recently come across which I found to be absolutely fascinating and full value and insight, which I'll share with you. And I felt very, very much that particularly the article had so much content in it that was relevant and so much depth and insight. And I want to give credit to the to the organization who published the article and the author of the article. And I want to discuss what they talk about because it's so worth looking at for anybody who's out there looking to achieve something, looking to break break barriers, looking to be at the forefront and the cutting edge. It's absolutely fantastic stuff. Now, before I get onto the article, in the article that I read, where the credit for the quote was given to the USA Olympic Committee. And their quote is very, very simple, but it's very profound. And it says that the Olympic Games is not held every four years. It's held every day. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read that, that hit me right kind of between the eyes and it resonated with me straight away. And anybody who's out there, you guys, you ladies who are out there doing your stuff, leading, managing, coaching, inspiring, facilitating, creating, building your empire, building your players, your teams, will understand that it's not about the big game. It's not about the FA Cup final. It's not about the TV interview. And it's not about the big lights and the bright stage. It's actually about about the grind. It's about what you do every day. It's about the decisions you make second by second. It's about the hand on the shoulder. It's about the the body language. It's about the 10 o'clock at night doing your preparation for the next day. And I know that all you out there recognize that. I thought it was a great quote and I thought it was well worth sharing. Now, the article I read, I'm going to give credit to an online magazine called These Football Times. And the article was written by David Garcia. So credit to David and credit to these football times, you can find it online and it's absolutely jam-packed full of information and insight that is completely relevant to the sport. And the crux of the article was all about a guy called Juanma Lilo. And to most of you out there, even if you are dyed in the wool, Football supporters, if you are a, a 
a long-time football coach, it's highly possible that you don't know who Juanma Lilo is. Well, the article starts off with a story about a guy called Goodyear, who in the 1800s spent his life with an obsession, like many of us do. Now, his obsession was essentially a chemical one and a production one, trying to find out the key formula, the successful formula to come up with a rubber product that was successful. That would work, that could be used in multitudes of uses and was what the world needed. And according to the article, Goodyear, Charles Goodyear spent his whole life and was totally obsessed by achieving this dream. And apparently in 1844, when he had actually arrived at what he thought was his golden moment, he'd achieved it, he'd found out something that worked, it ticked all the boxes, he discovered that a number of weeks before, somebody else had already achieved it and applied for the patent. And there was some kind of legal furor that went on and it turned out that the decision, the judicial decision did not fall entirely in the favour of Charles Goodyear. And not only did he die after having spent his life, his whole life trying to achieve something, he died not getting the recognition for what he did actually get to in the end. And it appears from the evidence that he he was virtually, and I'll use the word incapable of bringing his own children up, he was incapable of financially supporting them because of his total obsession with what he did. And again, without making any judgments, without casting aspersions on him, it just highlights what an obsession can do, whether you consider that to be healthy or unhealthy is obviously your own opinion on things. However, at the end of this Goodyear Goodyear apparently quote, was quoted as saying that actually, as long as something good comes out of it, my work will not have been in vain. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that kind of takes some kind of, some kind of attitude to, to have that approach to life when you've spent your whole life and almost paid a price that's beyond what most human beings would ever consider paying to achieve something that you don't even get credit for or certainly don't get financially rewarded for. But eventually, as we all know now, Goodyear, if it's not the most famous tyre name company in the world, it's one of them, along with Michelin and and certain others. And it appears that through the the course of history, his, his name, while he was given credit posthumously and um, maybe you'll look at that and say well actually he did achieve his, his goal in the end but how many people do you know how many people can you can you think of who are what you might call unsung heroes and in today's world in the world of media in the world of celebrity in the world of look at me I'm successful in the world of you have to be this way and you have to be that way and with very little being secret anymore, and heroes often being being people who are the most influential 
without necessarily being the best at what they do. Unsung heroes are probably exactly what they are. They're they're in a lost corner somewhere, but they're probably the people like Stephen King who talks about getting away from the bright lights, getting away from the big stages and, and says the arena for glory is actually your own deep, dark cave in the basement of your house where you can write your books to your heart's content with the light from a candle and you will not be disturbed. You won't get media intervention. You won't get your Facebook bleeps as long as you choose to do that. And of course, that goes along with the with what Brian Johnson talks about in terms of having his digital shutdown and getting away from it and what Cal Newport talks about in his great book, Deep Work. And one of the things on this vein that has struck with me this week is about social media and about the promotion of your work and about the sharing of what it is you do. And the philosophy of deep work, the philosophy of getting on with it and the philosophy of Stephen King and locking yourself away and getting on with with what it is you do, your stuff, is completely what has always resonated with me. It's something that feels right. It's something that I recognize. And it's something, I don't know about you, whether you value that and you think it's a, it's it's an honorable thing. And a few years ago, I was influenced. Um, and that influence was about, look, it's no good having the world's best mousetrap if the world doesn't know about it. You have to let people know what it is you're doing. And there's a biblical quote from from the Christian religion that says, you know, don't hide your light under a bushel, um, which essentially means, you know, share the good news with of what you do, of how you can help people and how you can be of service with the world. Um, Stephen King didn't become the greatest author in the world or one of the greatest authors by not letting anybody see his book. So there's absolutely nothing wrong. In fact, there's everything right with sharing everything so that people can enjoy what it is that you do and the just rewards will will come or they will not. But I must admit personally, I did have a hard time with social media. It's not something that I've I've embraced easily. But as many of you know, in the last few years, I've um, embraced social media with, with some help from my family, but particularly my daughter's Instagram. I don't fully understand it. But they say that that is the way to share what it is that you're doing. And obviously with the podcast, that is a way of of sharing what I believe is valuable information that will help you on your journey. So maybe there's a balance somewhere between actually doing all your graft, your grind, your grunt, your hard work in your court, in your basement, in your office, out on the grass on the training field in your swimming pool wherever it is in your boardroom whatever it, it it is you do your deep dark focused work that creates the results on a tuesday night when it's raining hard and then in in embracing what the technology we have today in the it we have today in the way that the world has evolved in terms of its media and its communication allowing people to access your information via that i think there's a balance and I'm sure a healthy balance is what we'd all like to achieve 
along the way with that. So back to back to um, Juan Mar Lilo, because there's a story of Charles Goodyear, as David Garcia puts it, about a guy who died, basically according to the 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 world's values, penniless and without any kind of recognition for what he did, and he makes the comparison, obviously in the world of football, with a guy called Juan Mar Lilo. And who, so who is Lilo? Well, Lilo in the 1990s was probably, according to the article, the guy who had maybe not the major influence, but possibly the major influence on one of the, one of the most successful coaches that exists in the current era, Pep Guardiola. And Pep, apparently at the end of his playing career, went and spent a period of time in a Mexican outback, a footballing outback in Mexico, where he and Lilo worked together on the coaching staff. He worked under Lilo and they worked things out, they experimented, they tried things, they played this way, they played that way. And according to the article, this was an absolutely phenomenal influence on Guardiola and his evolution with his thought processes and the way he believed the game should be played. Now, Lilo was somebody who had some success in the game, managed Spanish league clubs, um, had a lot of success with initially a 4-2-3-1 formation that took the world apart at some, at some point, according to the, according to the article. But then he also spent lots of time out in the wastelands and unwanted because his win record was in the, the 30%, 35, 36, 37%, I believe. And successful managers who are considered to be successful managers statistically will have a, a win record that is possibly higher than that. But as Lilo talks about, it's actually not all about the results, it's about the journey. Well, Maybe that's for another podcast when you talk to a premiership football supporter or a premiership chairman who owns a football club because results, they will tell you that results are where it's at. But Lilo was this massive influencer. And what he basically said was that, yes, you can control what it is you do. You can control your processes. You can control that, but you cannot necessarily control the outcome. And he advocated very, very much the journey, the journey, the journey. And he is recognized in the world of football as somebody who is one of the unsung heroes. And he represents somebody who essentially just did his work. So he, he got on with the work that he felt was right for him. He followed his own path. He followed his heart. He did what or and he's still doing what what he thinks is right and he stuck to it and he believes in it because that's what he is that is his dna and i think the lesson in that very very much is look if you find your path with a heart find what it is that you want to do find what it is not only that you want to do that you almost have to do that that the thing that actually floats your boat that makes you feel right inside, 
the thing that makes you do what you do and only you know that it's right. It doesn't have to be right with anybody else. It doesn't have to be right with the closest person to you. It only has to be right with you, you know? And if you, if you, there are so many other famous people who will underline that fact, Emerson and Cal Newport, they all say, look, you've got to go out and you've got to do what you've got to do, irrelevant of, of what anybody else might think. So I strongly recommend that. It's It seems a great publication. It's These Football Times. It's a great article. It's by David Garcia. It's all about Juan Mar Lilo. Well worth reading. The third thing I wanted to share with you today is, I give this credit to Brian Johnson. Again, I've mentioned Brian's Brian's work before. He, he, he produces a phenomenal amount of work on his Entheos website. So again, check that out. That out E-N-T-H-E-O-S. Brian Johnson. And he talks about, and he uses a story, and he says there was a, in ancient times, there was a, a civilization that had a gold statue that people used to pray to, and it was the most important thing in their society. And there came news that they were going to be invaded, and they were going to be taken over, and there was a coup going on, and there was going to be war and bloodshed. And the major thing in their mind was what they were going to do with this gold statue. So they thought about where they could hide it and they realized pretty quickly that it was so big that they couldn't hide it anywhere because it would be found. So they left it exactly where they were, where it was and they just covered it in mud and dirt, let it dry off and covered it in even more mud and dirt. So it basically just looked like an old mound of rubble. And they just left it where it was. And it was never taken. It was never taken away, even though the invaders came and there it stood. And it stood for many, many, many years because there was a coup and it, the land was taken over and nobody ever remembered what this actually was. And then one day, somebody started to um, notice that there was little glints of gold that were flickering through the, the mud and the, the rubble that was dropping away and being eroded. And when they looked deeper and deeper, they obviously found out that they had found a statue of absolute, total, pure gold. That's monetary value, never mind its beauty value, was almost beyond comprehension. And the moral of the story is that every one of us, every single one of us, is already that gold statue. We are already of infinite value. We already have the access to all the things that we really need to have access to to actually achieve what it is we want to do. It's just that very often that power, that beauty, that courage, that belief, those pure thought processes are covered up with other things. Things that weren't there when we were born, when we first came into the world, but things that have been added since. How many of us have had things, we've been told we can do this and we can't do that, we can do this and we can't do that, and you must do this and you must do that. And we get, it's life, the way that life evolves, and it's, it, it is the way it is, and it's absolutely fine. That, you know, we get told this, we get told that, we go through this experience, that experience, and we develop these resistances and these belief patterns. 
So we filter our life through our own belief patterns, through our own visual and auditory processes that we believe is the absolute truth when actually it is just a filter that we see the world through. And we all have these things. And what Brian Johnson says is that actually it's not about often learning to do new things. It's actually about learning to either remove the things that are stopping us or are the resistant producing things that are in our way. Or it's about stopping doing the things that are preventing us getting to where we want to be. It may be that you have little habits every single day that actually are the little tiny things that are dragging behind your vehicle, that are slowing you down, that are making your progress really difficult. It's that resistant producing thought process, that belief that is there that you possibly don't recognize that if we could learn to just stop doing certain things, if we could learn to remove certain things from our, from our cognition, from our mind, from our thought processes, it would actually allow the natural flow of things and it would actually allow us to move in a smooth baby step way and increase the momentum to get towards what it is we're all looking to achieve, no matter what that is no matter you know what 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 your end product is so it's not always about learning new things it's not always about changing this and changing that it's very often just about stopping the simple things and johnson talks about is plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 and he's talking about baby baby steps and there's many people who who say 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 this that actually you have to look at mirroring nature and aligning yourself with the way that nature works rather than aligning yourself with Kronos versus Kairos where Kronos is the human time and Kairos is nature's time or the universe's time. And grass will only grow and trees will only grow and babies will only grow and humans will evolve at a rate or a speed that is nothing to do or has very little to do, let's put it that way, very little to do with the input of the human being. It is very much to do with what the universal force or the power behind the grass growing or what nature gives it. It's not to do with man or woman making grass grow. Yes, there has to be correct environmental factors, but that growth comes from something that is not humanly made. And we have something sometimes in our life where we think we can go out and make things happen. And I always believe that. I believed from a very young age that we could, you know, that that's the secret to success, go out and make things happen. Well, Action, 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 action will get you results. But often it takes a long time and it's often very ineffective. And there is a lot of wasted time and a lot of wasted effort. When time spent just looking at the things and the thought processes and the belief systems that actually slow us down and looking at removing them and nulling their effects by focusing on the positives 
has had a much greater effect for me personally than necessarily continuing to, to, to push on and push on. I think sometimes it's a little bit like when you've got a wheelbarrow with a flat tire and you can spend all day pushing that wheelbarrow at great effort and expense and you can get the work done or you could take 45 minutes and take the resistance out of the process and replace the tire yes you're 45 minutes later starting but the rest of the day flows much easier because you've actually taken the resistance out of the way you've stopped the things that are getting in the way which is the resistance very interesting thought process maybe you think there's something in that maybe you can have got some great examples of how that's played out in your own life and in your own journey so in summary this week just wanted to talk about being an unsung hero and actually there's nothing wrong in that and often being an unsung hero and being in the wasteland that as it appears at the time is part of the journey and part of the process just wanted to mention about the habitual everyday process of re the reminder from the USA Olympic Committee of the Olympic Games, our own personal Olympic Games, not being every four years, but actually being every day. A little reminder that we can show up every day and be the best we can every day, the best coach we can, the best influencer, the best leader, the best coach, whatever it is we are we are doing or whatever role we're doing that particular day. And maybe have a little think about what things are holding you back rather than on just, and I can recognize this, plowing a lone furrow and keep pushing on and pushing on and pressing on and pressing on as I was taught. And I'm not saying advocating that that is wrong. What I'm saying is maybe sometimes we just need to stop, take the stone out of our shoe, as Muhammad Ali alluded to, and the rest of the day, and the rest of our, our days or our process will seem an awful lot easier by addressing the resistance. I hope that's helped. Shared a few things with you. If you've got any comments you'd like to get back to me on, it's uh, www.robriles.co.uk. I'm on LinkedIn and uh, Twitter and um, Facebook and Instagram. So catch me on there. We've got some great stuff coming up. Got some interviews with some football coaches in the professional game and a player who's um, come through the ranks from non-league and is now playing the the game at a professional level done really well so got some exciting things coming up listen as always it's great to have you and i appreciate your time i'll catch you again bye-bye